Mary, when are we going to put go take a shower bill on a on a tote bag? Maybe we could put it on a on a towel. <gasps> but we could also put it on a tote bag. Yeah. Go take a shower bill. It could be a shower caddy, you know, that's a tote bag, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you could put, put your little there. put your little douche little shower in there. shoes. Yeah. And a little douche. Yeah, yeah a little yeah, douche sure. cuz you know, you take a shower sure. bill. So um Hi, Marys. Hey, Mary. Uh, so this week, you know, as we're we're leading up to All Stars Eight, we're putting out some some blasts from the past, some episodes from the archives of our our Matreons and our Only Marys. Even uh, last week, boy, that was our time capsules episode that we recorded in June of 2019. I like didn't recognize those people when I was editing that episode. I. I, I didn't even bring myself to listen to it, Mary. I just like, I, it, there's, you know, it's just like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't have if I wasn't editing the episode. Cause I, I mean, I'm glad I did because I cut out like 20 minutes of stuff that was like, well, this was definitely something we thought only Matreons was, were hearing us talk about. Mm. And I don't know if we're these, pe- I'm not this person anymore. I know that. Uh, it, it just, it was jarring. It was absolutely really? jarring to like, I just, I like, I, it was just so strange. It was just. Can you give an example? Yes, I know this I, is for all the Marys listening, but like, what, what, what's an example of something? Well, I mean, we, I feel like we have certainly on only Marys, we, we have some pretty explicit conversations, but, I, and this was a just a sister Marys episode, the time capsule back in the day, but like, we, we got into this whole conversation about lubes and different types of lubes and oh. you and spit fucking and like just oh. things where I was like, oh, I don't even want matreons to hear this like i guess if you are a matreon you can go back and you can hear the uncut version of that episode but like there was that and then there was another tangent that i think i went on later in the episode about oh it was just you know that thing about how like i don't even have to explain all the reasons but like I don't think you or I would ever want to listen to our season 10 recaps ever again right, right? No. like i don't we're not that era of All Right, Mary anymore. Like, no. when I think of those episodes, I think, all right, Mary, enough. Yeah. Right. Um, and there young. was, I, yeah, young and, and, and kind of like, I don't know, just not having conversations that, I don't know, were as fun to listen to in retrospect. Um, but there was like this one tangent I went on about something about Alyssa Edwards and her being more successful than some other queen. And I was like, well, I'm not saying this because she was white. And I was like, Colin, what are you even talking about? Cut it. And I just like cut the whole fucking chunk out. That uh, was just slowing down the episode anyway. But it was, it was one of those moments where I realized like, this is a bowl of fun soup. And every once in a while we put a social justice crouton in it and we, you know, mix it into the conversation. But like, this is a bowl of fun soup, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of fun soup, Mary, The Last of Us is had an episode, uh, episode three, that we watched for our Sister Mary's level. and Or maybe it was only Mary's? It was only Mary's, um, yeah. It was only Mary's. Uh, the, it w- that episode is, 
was so well done. And I feel like there was so much to kind of analyze, talk about, pick it apart. All of the little tells that they were gay, right? The whole time that some people didn't realize, right? If you were straight or you didn't know all those little tells. Uh, just a fascinating episode to watch. The, both of the performances were phenomenal. Um, and it's, I don't know, it was a conversation that I feel like we should share with everybody because it was such a, a good moment on television. And so rarely do we get really great gay characters that are played by straight people, mind you, on on television. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, this is excellent. We don't need the Real Housewives of WeHo when we have this type of television, you know? Right. Well, Murray Bartlett's gay. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I, maybe did you say that this is the episode of The Last of Us that we're talking about? Yes. You did say this. Okay, then I just, I have holes in my brain. Yes, we, so we, and, and this is more recent. This was in the last year, so I don't feel quite so like, oh, who are we, what are we showing people? But uh, this was our our deep dive dig into the uh, infamous flashback to Bill and Frank, Bill and <laughs> Bill Ted, and Bill, Bill and Frank. And Bill and Ted's excellent apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, they're excellent shower, uh, and and that whole segment, yeah, which was great, and which was I feel like for a lot of gays, it was like finally representation. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that the, you know people are like, oh, did you add these gay characters in? But the game had these gay characters. It just mm -hmm. wasn't a fleshed out story. But they were partners. Uh, it's not a it wasn't a not a thing. And we haven't even gotten to The Last of Us Part Two, which I think is going to be next season. But I mean, just you wait. Like there's a whole relationship that happens. There's sex scenes that happens. Uh, it's 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 a thing. Gay is alive and well in The Last of Us video games, um, which I think is just another kind of added element to it. But I know I really enjoyed this conversation. I really enjoyed this episode um, uh, of The Last of Us, and I think it's it's worth watching again or or being a part of the conversation if you have not watched it yet. Yeah, yeah. I think this is uh, evergreen content, but I, I feel like it was also very much a moment. It was like, oh, have you seen The Last of Us this week? And I hadn't even really been watching The Last of Us at all. This is actually the only, this is the only of us that I've watched. Mm. And mm. Uh, so if you are not a fan of The Last of Us, you've not watched the rest of the show, you don't really need to, to appreciate just this segment. Yeah. Well, Marys, we hope you enjoy. There's only a couple more weeks until All-Stars 8. So until then, enjoy The Last of Us, a look back, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, tot scenes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mary, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm just like, who is she? Who was she? Who does she hope to be? I feel like every few years I meet a new person in the mirror. I, I don't want to say anything, Mary, but I think you need thicker glasses. Well, I think it's just this ongoing, ever-evolving journey to understand who we are and dare say even why we are. I feel like there might be something that could help you on that journey. Do you mean? Oh, I do mean. We're here to talk about therapy. And I do love talking about therapy. Marys, if you're doing some similar self-discovery of your own and thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AllRightMary. All right, Mary. You know, Mary, I failed to mention this when we talked about the show The Last of Us the last time, but when I was first watching streamers play the game, in my head, and this is how fucking gay I am, but I'd always go, you haven't seen The Last of Us. God, oh, like the worst. Yeah, it's terrible. So when you were like, "Oh, I, I haven't, I haven't seen The Last of Us," in my head, I was like, "You haven't seen The Last of Us? What do you, what do you mean you have a, you don't have a girlfriend? You, know? <laughs> you have a girlfriend? Oh my god, oh god, that was so funny. What do you mean you have a girlfriend? <laughs> what do you mean you have, What do you mean you don't have a girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So The Last of Us, I. I watched it last night. I was going to watch it this morning, but I was awake enough last night. I was like, let me just do this. And I, so specifically, Hello, Only Marys. This is an Only Marys episode. Oh, Hello, Only Marys, yeah. Uh, I, I specifically watched episode three and specifically the the flashback story. Like I watched a few minutes up leading up to it. So I kind of, I had a sense of what was going on. Um, and I, part of me was like dreading it because all I had heard was how much everybody had cried. Oh, and I thought, oh God, is what great does the dog die? Does the dog die? <laughs> like John, what does the fish die? Just tell me. Uh, do they have a cat? And I thought, oh, what have I been walked into? Because, like, for example, like Nick had recommended I watch this as well, but he also recommended I watch the show The Leftovers. And a dog oh, got shot to death five minutes into that's that a first hard episode. Show. That's a really, really heavy show. It's fabulous, and it's a really heavy show. That show, it like makes me angry. Like I'm so annoyed at how like Ann Dowd doesn't talk for a season. Mm. I'm so annoyed at like how Amy Brenneman just refuses to talk. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, for God's sake, this is annoying with the writing down of things. Um, and then next thing you know, they're shooting dogs. I hate that show. Um, but, uh, so I was like, what am I being walked into? And then I thought, oh, what, what profound tragedy am I going to watch where one of them gets infected and then the other one has to, you know, I don't know, fight them off. Or are they going to get swarmed by raiders and I'm going to have to watch, you know, one of them get beat to death because I love watching gay men get beat to death, you know? Mm, um, no, Mary, this is more subversive. Oh, my God. It was great. Brilliant. I was so relieved. Yes. That, that when, But I'll say, the, you know, because everyone knows. If you don't, I mean, this is all full of spoilers. So, like, you know, oh sure, you don't listen it. to this podcast, Marys. If you have not seen The Last of Us episode three, but if you don't care, but you want some context, there, there's a flashback story of these two men who you know have who meet you know in the midst of the zombie apocalypse and fall in love, and it really just like tracking their life together over the years of you know kind of in this protected compound of this old neighborhood yeah 20 years mm -hmm. yeah and so you know murray bartlett you know it's nick offerman who's been kind of like you know hiding away here just like he living plays a, bill mm -hmm. playing bill you know uh living the loner's life and then what was murray bartlett frank name? so then frank i guess he fought he gets caught in one of bill's traps yes when he's trying to make his way to boston and so then you know bill lets him stay feeds him 
and then you know a little bit of Linda Ronstadt and it's shower time baby yes uh i i love there there was so much subversion in this episode that i i the one thing i just want to call out and you kind of wouldn't know this if you don't know the video game. So I hate to be one of those people like, let me tell you about the video game so that you understand why this is really great. Mm. So if you knew the video game and you're watching this episode, you actually did expect, Colin, you did expect that scene, like when it says three years later and Frank gets really upset and he's like having a fight and he, he walks outside and Bill follows him out. You remember that part? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of expect that scene to set up for what actually happens in the video game, which we don't see, by the way. In the video game, all we, we only meet Bill, um, and we find out about Frank later. So in the, uh, and it's kind of sad. So we find out about Frank. What happens in the video game is that Frank and Bill get into a fight. And Frank, like, hates Bill. He wants a better life for himself, so he leaves Bill and then gets infected and kills himself. Oh, God. And they find his body. He's um, hanged. And uh, and that's kind of how we find out, and it's very sad. And then, you know, Bill gives, uh, gives Ellie and Joel his car, and that's the last we ever hear of Bill. The last um, of Bill. <laughs> the last of Bill. Um, but in... So when you're watching this, when the Frank and Bill fight starts, you're like, oh, this is how it happened. This was the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then but it's Mary? like... <sighs> and then it grows. And it's like, oh, this is this is the most realistic portrayal of a gay couple on television. <sighs> on a zombie. Leave. Yeah. And so then you're watching it as like a, the, a person who knows the game. You're watching it like, well, what story are they going to tell? <sighs> yeah. There were no strawberries in the video game. No, no, there weren't. There was such a beautiful narrative, which is explored in the game very much so, but very much in, I feel like, this whole series. But this idea of self-preservation versus just, like, self-care. And the idea that Bill representing this idea of, like, survival, and then Frank being this voice of, like, no, we need to live and love and enjoy our lives. Right. And and what was interesting is like the fight that they have, it's you know, it's 3 years after they meet. And so yeah, they they have this very romantic afternoon, have a beautiful lunch, play a little Linda Ronstadt on the piano, and then, you know, uh Frank asks Bill like, oh, so uh what what girl's that song about? Who's that girl, you know, what girl's that song for? And Bill says, there's no girl. And Frank says, I know. And it's and it's and, a RuPaul turning to Michelle moment, Mary. Yeah, and and then you know there's just this like sort of quiet kind of like okay, and then Frank and and it's like even the line reading is so genius of like go take a shower, Bill. It's what you know. Listen, so they kiss and Marie is crying, uh, or Frank yeah, is crying, yeah. and he says, "What's your name?" And he says, "Bill." And he says, "Go take a shower, Bill." Uh, it, it, it's just one of those like RuPaul turning Michelle moments that's, that just pleases me. But I will say there's so much nuance leading up to this moment that I just want to call out. Sorry, I'm going to get a little only Mary about this, Mary. Do you mind? This is an only Mary's episode. Okay. 
I just want to make sure that you're not like, all right, Mary, we get it. I uh, just let me know if I'm like marrying out too much. All right, I'll play the alarm. All right. So <laughs> the it's very subversive for a character like Bill to be gay, actually, right? Because they kind of paint him at the start of this as like one of those you know, tin hats, living in a basement, a bunker, you know, like definitely not the gay guy, right? But the the more of the details that you see as his life kind of unfolds, right? His house is, you know, it's dusty, obviously, but like he cooks beautifully. There's all this ornate furniture. The way that Bill folds the clothes and puts them on the bed when Frank is showering I think is like a little nuance as well. Like if Bill was that straight guy, like I don't think he'd fold the clothes all nicely and be that hospitable. Yeah. Like the, the sort of feminine energy of Bill is all in the tiny details. It's all yes. in the like, you know, you know, look at yeah, the way that you put the, the way that he puts the folded clothes on the bed. It's like, are you Diane Keaton? Right yes, now? Mary. You know, right. Are um, you your mother? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're living I, in her house. You're playing her piano. So Bill also lingers at the bathroom door. Could be for many reasons, obviously. But like when you know the truth, like you're like, oh, he's lingering for a reason. Like he finds this guy attractive. He the way that he presents the food when he serves Frank, it really feels kind of like like a romantic first date. Like mm-hmm. he places the the plate down and then he turns it so that it's properly presented, right? As if he loves he gets to serve this man. He loves he gets to host, which I think is like a gay energy. Oh yeah, I I I, I cuz on on Friday I had a couple friends over and it was like, "Oh, I have it's been so long since I've like had people over and I was so excited to just cook and I overdid mm. it and I could make like but I was like, "Oh, I'm just I'm in fag heaven right nice. now yeah. i'm making it nice I, yeah. I'm... that's what this scene was he's making yeah. it nice um just you know which is the opposite of the side of bill that we saw of the survivalist right this was like oh this is a very different side somebody that's making it nice right like he didn't have to go through all this trouble and serve him wine right and then he pair goes the wine yeah he paired the wine he says a man who knows to pair first of all a man who knows that's something you say to somebody you're flirting with a man who knows mm-hmm. to pair rabbit with the boussoulet and he says i know i don't seem like the type and that oh god it kills me the the way that murray bartlett says this he says no you do and then there's this lingering stare where it's like, oh, he knows. Mm-hmm. Well, he I mean, knows. one of the details is like, if if Bill was really Grizzly Adams, that that Dorothy Hamill haircut would not be so groomed and brushed. I mean... Uh, yeah, looked, the locks. Yes. Yeah, he looked like <laughs> Carrie Strug over there. It was just... Perfect. It was. It was. Uh, what's her face? It was Kathy Bates and Misery. Yeah, exactly. All that was missing were those beautiful legs. You know, that's right. Well, I'm sure he has beautiful legs. I won't yeah. tell you that much. Uh, no. So then there's that. Thank you. You're welcome. Moment and that awkward. I guess I'll be going then, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, are we going to fuck or is the right. date over? Is the date right? over? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, a piano. A yeah. piano, exactly. And I love, oh my God, he's searching through the piano books. He's like, okay, for Elise, okay, uh, uh, Hoffman, Tales of Hoffman. And then he picks up Linda Ryan. He goes, oh, this is you. Mm-hmm. Another kind of like, 
Murray already knows. And then we get this absolutely gorgeous moment of Nick Offerman, the, the cover of Nick Offerman singing this very heartbreaking song, right? Um, and then it leads to the RuPaul turning to Michelle moment. It was television writing gold, Mary. I, it was, and, and I think what was even kind of further interesting was like, it wasn't just that Bill was just like, we were all re- realizing what Frank knew that he was a gay man because once they're in bed together, when Frank says like, have you ever done this before? And he says, no, with a woman once. It's it's not as if this was like even an an actively like a man who had an active sex life mm-hmm. one way or the other. And I just think be, the gay level is all there, but there's also just the human level of like Bill has not had this kind of affection or love from right. anybody. Yeah. And, and deep down he probably maybe always wanted it from a man and was only able to get it from a woman once, but it's like the extent to which this has not been available to him. He lived in his mother's basement is what I was getting. Yeah, and so he's in his mother's basement during a zombie apocalypse. Like, love's not coming around the mountain, you know? And so there's, like, that added layer of this is not just two gay guys who found each other. This is, like, Frank kind of finding the pearl in the clam, you know? Absolutely. And the idea of Frank finding the pearl in the clam, but also, you know, part of Frank's role was to shine it up, to dust it off, right? Clean it off. And that's why it is... One of the gayest lines ever, go take a shower, Bill. Because I feel like straight people might look at that line and be like, oh, he just smells. But I just feel like there's a, there's an, and I know that I'm claiming something that doesn't exist, but like there's a different gayness to go take a shower. It's just heavier. It, 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 it's, the li- the line is in the episode and is at that moment and is held and framed that way for a reason. Yes. It's not just a casual like I'm gonna go take a shower or it's it's not just or the way that uh, Frank takes a shower earlier right. like they've already established yes a, a man showering yes so if this isn't even a new topic but we're hearing a new way of talking about it we're hearing it being said with air quotes you know yes go take a shower the I and that okay so then the added layer of that the idea of someone taking a shower or fucking amidst a zombie apocalypse Like the idea that there's this this self-respect, this need for joy, this need for making it nice. I mean, it continues into the flashback. I mean, it's a carried theme of like him wanting to paint the house or to make Mm -hmm. up the town. It's like I still I'm still human. I I mean, one of the first lines. I'm not a whore. I don't have sex for lunches. I'm going to stay for a few days like but one of the first lines we hear from Frank is, I'm not infected. And the mm. implied line is, I'm a human being. And so Frank's narrative throughout this is, no, hum- we're human beings. We're human beings. We're not just surviving animals. We're humans. Mm. And so from the very beginning, Frank's narrative has been, I'm a human being. And so everything he's done, enjoying a nice meal, recognizing pairing wine, enjoying music, having sex, what we, the way we experience Frank and the way Bill experiences Frank is a human being who is actively reaching for human pleasures. And, human needs and human needs whereas frank bill has cut himself off from all of that and is just surviving right. and so like frank 
and I think that's what makes the second half of all this so much more devastating is that Frank represents like life. Yes. Whereas like Bill is just representing survival. Right. Like what was Bill's end game before Frank came along? You know, it was just I think it was, you know, it was just uh, it was just staying alive. He was just an animal. He was just an animal yeah. staying alive. And it was like Frank kind of like. I mean, it's funny because, yeah, he was like the Sasquatch in the woods and Frank, you know, it's like a Harry and the Henderson story. Yeah, you know? Grace George. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and, you know, and so I feel like I think that's just the running thing. And so, of course, a part of that is like, no, like, let's make it nice. Go take a shower. And and, yeah. and, and that being said, <laughs> I don't start think, with the basics. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Bill's up there with a shower shot up his ass. I don't think no. that was any of any of that no. was present. And it's like and also like. You're not getting in that clam tonight, honey, you know, but it's more the idea of like behaving as if this was like an actual love story yeah. and not just like us at the end of the world. Absolutely. You know? The idea of intimacy when who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. There's just something so beautiful about that, that those two themes being put next to each other. Right. What does it mean to survive, but also have a sense of. Oh, oh God, like a sense of, of life, a sense of joy, a sense of like wanting good things for yourself. And that he even has expectations of like, no, we're going to have friends over. We're going to, I mean, you're basically watching a couple move in together and one of them is like, no, I want to have parties. I want to have guests over. We never do anything. We never have friends over. Mm, and so I want right. to make it nice. I've been talking to a woman on the radio. And so like... <laughs> It's just like it, it within this is, is a narrative that like Ugh. is is probably a more realistic you know explanation or realistic portrayal of like middle aged gay love than uncoupled you know oh for sure I it's just so smart that they were able to spin this you know and uh, and really really spin this uh, th this theme together uh, with. Just couple them, just domestication. And and then there's kind of the, because then, you know, the Joel and Tess visit and, mm. and whatnot. But then where I thought, okay, this is where the shit hits the fan is when they then get raided, I guess, a couple years later. Was that before or after the strawberries? That was after, I believe. Oh, it was after. But I, it so I do want... It yeah. was after because the next clip is the, is the, or the next section flash forward is, is Frank in the wheelchair. Okay. Uh, so the strawberries were after they got raided. Before. No. Oh, before. So I got to say, I, I just burst into tears, Mary, when he says, oh, God, I'm getting emotional. I was never afraid before you showed up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that says a lot of what the question of like, what was Frank, what was Bill living for? It was like, right. Nothing. He was just surviving, but yeah. there wasn't, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't, it was just, he had nothing to lose, like nothing to lose, nothing to live for like paintings. or lose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 The, the flowers, the fostering life, right. The fact that he was watering flowers amidst a pan, like a, an apocalypse, a pandemic apocalypse, right? Like, like growing strawberries, the artwork, all of that, right? The idea that they decided, oh, we're going to live long enough to enjoy life, 
right? One of the things that you expect to be like abandoned during uh, mm. the end of the world or an apocalyptic situation. It's like when the world is, you know, is ending, there's no room for art. There's no room for, you know, fruit. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like games, uh-huh. games, like, you know, paint, why would you paint the house? You know? And so I think there's gas. Yeah. yeah I'm sure at some point all that, all that rabbit. Um, but I, I think it's just, it's interesting to be like, what if, and the fact that they're surviving for years. It's not oh. like Dawn of the Dead where you're keeping the dead out of the mall for a few days. Oh, years. They At, enjoyed each other. And so you think about it, like, after, like, eight months of just nothing's happening and it's just you and me and no zombies, you're, like, fight, your fight or flight, your survival has to kind of naturally calm down. And you're like, well... I can't just be sitting here looking through the like binoculars, I'm, you know, waiting for zombies. I kind of right. want to paint the house, you know, kind of yeah. want to jerk I off. I want to dress you up know? the boutique, right? In yeah. the game, you can walk around Bill's town. It's a whole town. Oh, and I would have loved to see that, but it would have been so much budget for one one or oh two sure yeah. sure i mean in the game you can read letters like you do read the letter that frank leaves bill and it's really nasty but like you learn a lot uh just by walking around and you're like oh shit he's been here a while right setting this up for himself right so bill in the game kind of represented both um because we never really met frank we just knew about him yeah um, so that's why this also just spinning this story out of what little we knew about Bill in the game is also just like a brilliant investigation of survival versus self-care. And like something you don't expect in these kind of stories. You kind of think everything is about survival. And mm, so it's like, exactly. You yeah. kind of forget that like, Oh, there is like, sometimes you, you're not just eating for fuel, you know, sometimes you want to taste, you want something that tastes good, you know? Um, yeah. A, a reason to wake up the next day, a reason right. to shower, you right. know? Oh, I'm and, getting fucked tonight. And yeah, right, exactly. You know, Frank's really loosened me up over the past couple of years. <laughs> so, you know, I when the raid started, oh, I was like, yeah, what did oh, you think? I yeah. was like, oh shit, this is going to be terrible, and it's going to be like something's going to happen, and I'm so invested in these people, and and of course, yeah, Bill gets shot, and. You know, and Frank is very kind of like calmly, like you know, mm. nursing his wound. You're in the here dining too. Room. Yep, we're here together. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and 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 you're kind of like at that point, we have seen Bill as like the alpha kind of of the you know of the two. I mean, it, to be basic, it'd be like Bill's the top, but I don't really think that's the case. He wasn't. The um, case, he was yeah, not. Sure. So I kind of love that subversion as well. Uh-huh. Um, but then you know you see Frank kind of caring for him, and then it, you know that that segment ends and then you know flashes forward a couple years and the the juxtaposition of frank taking care of bill and thus we think now frank has to care for injured bill jump to frank is in a wheelchair with ms or Uh, i think it's cancer or it's just cancer yeah but he's now he's diminished and frank you know bill is now his caretaker that's when the tears started for me. Yes, I was Mary. like, oh, him yeah. wheeling him into the house. I was like, oh, I can't even take this. Yeah, Mary. Oh, Ugh. God. Yeah, no, then you realize. And and that's also when a lot of time passes, like 17 years, I think, passes at that mm, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the subversion also being that, like, <laughs> what, I, what I really love the most about it is two things. Uh, that this is a a remake of a very violent video game, right? That, you know, for the most part was 
played by a lot of straight people. And if you didn't play the game, you're a straight person watching a new zombie show, right? And then you wa- get to this episode, you're like, what the fuck? The woke bar, woke are ruining everything. And then to find out, oh, no, but they were gay in the game, asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah, like this is this is not betraying the original material. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we didn't see this in the game because this isn't something you play in a game, right? Right. And And... It's also like if if the show was if the show is just a recreation of the game that wouldn't be interesting either you know oh I mean, for sure no you're absolutely right I mean and granted the narrative of the show is still going to be followed I'm sure or of the game is still going to be followed which is a brilliant narrative it's a really interesting story but uh, the the fact that they're exploring all of the themes every episode mind you except for maybe the first one the first one was like exactly like the game but. All the other episodes have kind of diversions that are very, very interesting mm. uh, and that, that have to do with the, this theme of like, well, what do you do at the end of the world? Yeah. And in, in the case of these two, I mean, oh, what I think is interesting is the end of the world is not the zombie apocalypse at all. It's it's, you know, Frank, de- yeah, Frank deciding like today's my last day. And mm. um, oh, you know, God, I just bawled when he was saying what how the day was going to go. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I want you to Nick do this. Offerman's performance during this. Oh, oh yeah. He's just like crying on the couch. Gone. <laughs> yeah. And, and when Bill says to him or Frank says to him, like, do you love me? Well then love me the way that I want you to. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? And like, they decide to get married, then we'll get married. I'm just like literally inconsolable. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I want you to take me into town and we're going to get, you know, suits and, then we're going to come back here and we're going to, you know, have dinner and um, we're going to crush all of these up. Put and them then in you pulls wine. out the baggie. Yeah. And then I want you I'm gonna, then I want you to put all of these in my wine and then take <sighs> me to bed and I'll fall asleep in your arms like just mm-hmm. a puddle. Right. And then there's that montage with the strings. Oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm just I am inconsolable. They sit down to dinner it's just this beautiful moment. And then you realize, again, just another subversion, another twist. This isn't the tragic suicide at the end of the play. I'm old. I'm satisfied. And you are my purpose. Yeah. it was. I mean, it was like I did not know that it was going to be like, I mean, it, obviously it was sad, but it was not what I was expecting. And And to be honest, there was a part of me that was like, given the the story and and the idea of infection and these two older gay men. I was like, what kind of AIDS narrative are we going to play out here? And I'm not saying I I don't want to see that. It's just that can, that comes with a lot of baggage to watch. It's very heavy to watch that played out. And I, I don't know if I need that every time there's two gay. I don't, I don't know if I need an HIV narrative every time there's a gay love story. Mm -hmm. Um, and so and but and this seemed like a very like obvious one to play that narrative and they could have because there's so many stories of couples that have been together for years and one's you know positive and how their health's declining and like this could have all played out in that same kind of way and i i appreciated that like other than you know just the idea of one you know partner taking care of another ailing couple that wasn't what this was about that this Mm. was more just about like what was the point of our lives and have we fulfilled that point, you know? Right. And, and like what after this, what you're going to die and I'm going to just like keep enjoying life. Right. Right. And, and I, and Frank, you when he was like, you know, I don't agree with this, but objectively furious. I'm, I love you, that. A, the gay yeah. word furious. Yeah. Uh, and I'm furious. 
There's nothing be like being, being, and I should be furious, but objectively, that's oh, so, so you know, I find that incredibly romantic. And <laughs> and it is, it's so like what a, as I thought about it, because, you know, we don't, I'm just glad that we didn't like see them in the bed together. We just, oh, see I know, Bill, what respect, you know, right? wheeling him down the hall. But I love the idea of like, you're going to go together, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm mm-hmm. And it was, you know, and it's like it's like the old couple the in the Titanic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought about that, too. That same yeah. image. Uh, but yeah. And then the instructions from Bill in the letter being like, yeah, don't open the door. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, the smell alone. We opened the window. Just don't open the door. Here's my car. So they also fulfilled like the narrative of the video game because basically Bill provided like weapons and uh, food and things in the town. Right. Resources. But mostly for the game, it's the car. They need the car, which they lose later. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's one of those things where like they they still kept the narrative of the video game, but added this beautiful exploration, this beautiful story. This is like the gay content that that I think really does move the needle. I agree. I felt like this was uh, this was different, and and of course, you know, you know, it it's very interesting seeing that the couple, you know, one of the actors is gay, one is like has played basically the model of heterosexuality on television, right. Right. and so they're in hairy, this, yeah. yeah, they're hairy. They don't look like what we think gay men are supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, they but they also are, which I also love the oh. nuance of Frank being like, no, you do. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, I've also seen a lot of gay men who look yes, like this. Yeah. Yes. It's more of the mainstream point of view of what they think gay men are supposed <sighs> to look like. And then I, it, what it makes me think of is like, there's so many, like, just some some couple living in a small town in who knows where. And they're like, we've been together for 25 years and they look like Frank and Bill. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is real. This isn't even just like, Hey, look what we're doing in the show. Look at this subversive gay couple. Frank and Bill are very realistic gay men. Yes. Yes. There's so many Frank and Bills out there. Right. And maybe, I was gonna say, maybe they're not at like, you know, the circuit parties in in Palm Springs. They're, they're deeply stage three gays, you know? Yes, in in so many ways. Uh, Frank, there's a little bit of a, why are you so fussy? But you know what I mean. Like, oh, he's still a there. little fussy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the the I also love just the image of those beards kissing, just like mm-hmm. bushy meets bushy, through you know the lips are there. I don't know. There's right. something also very refreshing about that in mainstream gay representation. And it didn't feel like there was any like attempts to obscure or to minimize how much intimacy they needed to show. Like I didn't mm. need to see thrusting or yeah, anything no, like that. no, right? Like right, that almost right. felt like it would betray the overall narrative. Like, Agreed. It wasn't about that shock value or that type of subversion, right? There was something yeah. else going on here. Because yeah. everything about this story, from us not seeing the sex to us not seeing the bodies. There's so much about preserving Frank and Bill's dignity, you know, and like respecting that. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, well said. That's why I loved how they, when, you know, you think that they're going to pan to the bed at the very last shot, they don't. And you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Because they're not zombies, you know, on the side of the road. Right. And and it's not like some scene out of seven. We're not going to see their their emaciated, deteriorated bodies on the bed, you know. Right. What would that have done? Yeah, it, it it would have ruined. We would have forgotten about all of the beauty, and mm. all we would have thought about was like the desiccated Corpses. bill. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Uh, 
Well, I'm really glad that you watched it. I'm more even more relieved that you saw the power of it. Oh, and and you never know when you jump into something like this. You're like, is this going to catch me? Is it going to get is it going to get to my emotions in time? But like very effective. I mean, just the the narrative again, that narrative transition of you think that okay, now Bill is the injured one and Frank's going to care for him and to flip it so dramatically to mm. Bill is fine and Frank is now his his health is ailing and he's in a wheelchair. It's like Oh my god. I it just Oh my god. Oh my god. It was just incredible. Is it, is it this one? Oh my god. <laughs> uh you know, I I uh, I forgot what I was going to say cuz now I'm just like thinking about <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you know what it is? So this story, I mean, I think it started like maybe 10 minutes into the episode, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about and then, you know, there's a good 5 to five to seven minutes of uh, uh, Joel and, and Ellie at the end, they were able to create this much emotion, this much connection in about 40 minutes. Yeah. This was just like I an cried episode my of Drag Race. Eyes out. Yeah. My God. I cried my eyes out. It was, and I, I it, it wasn't like I was like looking forward to crying. I had no idea what to expect when I watched this episode. It was, and it doesn't, and it's not manipulative crying. It's not mm-hmm. you're not watching the tragic trauma loss. porn. Yeah, Tra- right. there's no trauma porn here. Porn here. The crying is. It's not a. And this is what I was going in expecting was the crying was because of the loss, but the crying is because of how beautiful it is. This is not yeah, a tragic story. The notebook. Yeah. 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 I don't think of this as a tragic story because you also have the context of like the rest of the world is in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> So there's not really much out there. They've managed to have a, a pretty fucking amazing life given all of that. Um, and like Bill is dying. Frank is dying. And like this is, a again, a very dignified way to end that narrative. Not to be feebly waiting for zombies or raiders mm. to break in. Right. Not to, you know, like none of that. It like it, not even like the idea that like. Frank would die and then Bill would eventually kill himself out of the grief. Like Mm -hmm. none, there was no edge of trauma to me. This felt merciful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It felt really dignified. I think that's the word. Yeah. And 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 to see gays being treated with dignity in an otherwise very kind of straight premise, straight world is really subversive and really refreshing. And I think that's why, a lot of people were kind of upset by it and why a lot of people were like, this is wonderful television. Well, I I would assume now that one or both of them will probably get nominated for like guest Emmys or something. I feel if like they this don't get... marry and they don't both win it, like we riot at dawn. <laughs> yeah, right. Change.org. <laughs> yes, change.org position. Give them both the Emmy. Give them both. I want them to kiss on stage. Uh, uh, you know that if one of them wins, they'll thank the other, and that's kind of beautiful too. Yeah, uh, and I think in a way, I, 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 they both give such beautiful, beautiful performances. But I think there is something about Nick Offerman as Bill oh, that does. He's feel, the main character. Yeah, yeah, that does feel like the, the moment. Whereas I feel yeah. like Frank is the catalyst. Frank is the catalyst. He's the supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but I think. And and it's a way that I just the idea of like seeing Nick Offerman. I know that it's like oh how brave, but it was no 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 no. It yeah, was I'm more as, anymore. Yeah. It didn't feel like that. It just no, I no. felt like um it was more of like I've only ever seen you as you know like 
Ron on Parks and Rec or just kind mm. of this character that you play that I I this was so kind of refreshing and original to see you play this gay, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really ever I wasn't concerned with the actor's sexuality at all. Uh if anything, I have like way more respect for Nick Offerman as an actor and Quite honestly, like I knew he was good, but like way more respect for Murray Bartlett because Murray Bartlett, mm. I know, like has done a lot of HBO shows, but like this one, I know everybody loved him in The White Lotus and like he won and whatever, but like I think I was in a different headspace when I watched The White Lotus, right? Uh, but this is just like, I mean, this was an amazing performance. Yeah, yeah, this was this was great TV. I uh, thanks for making me watch it. I... Are you gonna continue watching this show, or is this just not your thing? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to continue. Because, um, like, once it kind of, once that story was over and it was just Joel and Ellie, I was like, I, the grip had loosened a little bit. And I thought, oh, it's not really my thing anymore. Um, mm, okay. But, you know, maybe I'll come back to it. Uh, you should definitely then start at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it it definitely lives in, like, you don't need to know anything before or after to appreciate this episode, which is also why I find it, like, just uh, just a great, great television. Yeah, this was, I mean, I guess it's the definition of a bottle episode. Like, even eh. though there's, like, even though the main characters weave into the plot, in this story, they were just supporting characters who showed up. We we had a there's, context for them. You know? There's angry, fussy cinema gays being like, "This isn't a bottle episode. Don't call it a bottle episode." Well, I don't care what they think. They're not Patreons. Well, they're patronizing you, Mary. Well, <laughs> or is it patronizing? The, anyway. I think, yeah, uh, <laughs> they're patronizing me. Sounds like